Welcome to Housing Development. I'm Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jim. What's going on? Oh, you know the usual uh, busy, busy times here in Washington D.C. for the uh, for the for the team. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's kind of fall in D.C. with a lot of a lot of big ticket items uh, in, in front of uh, Congress, in front of the regulatory agencies. Our legal team is working hard. Just every everybody's working hard on the fall membership pushes. It's uh, it's busy days here for uh, for your staff team. Um, I'm glad to hear that. I can't wait to get home and spend a couple of days in the office. So. Yeah, right. You've been on the road a lot. Uh, in, 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 I've been in airports more than I've been in the air or in the cities I've been going to, unfortunately. So uh, let, let me ask you real quick before we bring our guest in. Um, what's going on with reconciliation, Jim? Is this, uh, as I see it, uh, the, the packages that have been proposed are going nowhere. There's going to have to be some serious negotiation. Yeah, serious negotiations. So the, the House right now and the Senate, to, to an extent, they get, they're all scrambling this week to get uh, uh, their legislative packages out the door, so to speak, and ready for floor action by the 15th of September. House is proceeding with a $3.5 trillion package. Senate leadership is proceeding with a $3.5 trillion package. Uh, the problem is that's going to collide uh, with the moderates both in the House. There's about a dozen of them. Uh, and in the Senate, there's at least two of them, and, and there's probably more who want to see a much smaller package, uh, something that Joe Manchin has been the, 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 the lead on this. He's saying you know, he wants to see something in the, in, to the tune of one or one and a half trillion dollars. As you can imagine, uh, your, uh, your home state Senator Bernie Sanders doesn't really care for that number. He thinks that three and a half trillion already is too small and is a compromise. Um, but the reality is uh, it's going to get smaller, and that's a good. Uh, uh, that's good for us, good for the industry, because we're tracking a lot of changes, both on the tax side, uh, some some good, a lot, a lot not so good, uh, and then also a lot of policy changes you're trying to jam through either on organized labor, housing policy, uh, codes and standards, uh, and 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 quote unquote incentives for uh, for latest or adopting latest published codes. There are a lot of moving parts here. Uh, but but what we're seeing this week is is the starting point. Uh, if something gets to the president's desk, it's going to look a whole lot different. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I think. I also have to say, since you're trying to tie me to Bernie Sanders, that, <laughs> yes, we, we share a common home state and a love for that state. It's just an entirely different type of love for the state than <laughs> yeah, right. uh, philosophically. That's right. But uh, yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. And you know, with the the, the margins as slim as they are. Uh, if this effort fails, what does that mean uh, for the administration's agenda and uh, the Schumer-Pelosi agenda going forward into next year, which is an election year? Yeah, I, if, if it fails, I think you see th their base get very uh, pretty, pretty much demoralized about having both majorities as slim as they are in the White House and a chance to do big things. Uh, they get demoralized because they don't come out and vote. Uh, next fall, when when they when the when when uh, control of both the House and Senate are are really a flip of a coin at this point, uh, it energizes the Republicans. Which, if you're a Democrat, that's not what you want to hear. Uh, and then and then really the dirty little secret is is that what we see every time happen to the Obama term, happened to Trump, when when a con when a, when Congress flips one chamber or the other, we start seeing administration rule by regulatory fiat or administrative fiat. And a lot of executive orders, and that's you know whenever you don't have congressional oversight, that that opens up room for a lot of shenanigans. 
All right. Well, you're certainly a busy guy, Jim, and uh, we look forward to you keeping the members posted and bringing home uh, the legislative bacon, as it were. Uh, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, now let's turn to our guest. Jim, we've got something really exciting here. I mean, we've been focusing a lot of efforts at NEHB on a couple of areas, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, as well as workforce development. And we have with us a, an NHB member uh, and an author who has managed to, uh, to strike out at both of those issues with one book. We're joined by uh, Molly Elvin. Um, Molly is the, uh, is the president and owner of Group Two, uh, a, a new home marketing company for home builders and is uh, the author of, of a book, right, Jim? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Molly, thank, thanks for joining us today. Uh, she, Molly is the author of The House That She Built, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's a great tool for, uh, for, for, in my mind, young kids, but in particular, young girls, uh, to, to bring the, uh, the excitement and the interest of, of the building trades and, and the home building industry to them, uh, maybe demystify it a little bit and, and show that, that women uh, can do anything, uh, if not uh, equally as better as, as men, and that uh, the industry is not, uh, not dominated by men. So Molly, welcome to, uh, welcome to Housing Developments. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here with both of you. Molly, um, the book uh, features like 18 skilled trade careers, as I understand it, uh, and it illustrates them uh, as being appropriate for females. That is a tremendous message to get out. What made you think about that? So the book is actually inspired by a real project that was designed and completed in Utah by the Professional Women in Building of Utah. And that they did it. So that, that really is what inspired showing this story was that women can do these jobs and you know, making sure that we are sharing the stories of women who have successful careers in construction so that all children know that this is a path for anyone. What a great message, right, Jim? Yeah, ab absolutely. And, and as, as somebody who's, who's been tied to the, the building industry uh, since you were six years old, went to your first trade show at six years old, uh, tell us about your experiences. You know, oftentimes uh, I think I've, I've, I've read you, you were the only woman in the room. So uh, tell us about what it's like to enter into what is a, a male dominated industry and, and how you got to break through and get comfortable in the industry. Yeah. So I am a second generation business owner. My dad started group two in 1969 and it's always operated out of Philadelphia. So when I was a child, I was around home builders my whole life. And the conversation was always about housing and new home sales and marketing. I went to the builder show to see my dad present. He was a speaker for many, many years. He's also a, he published many books through NEHB's Builder Books. So for me, this is, this is home. This is where I'm comfortable. This is a space where I have always felt that I belong. But as I've been in the industry, I've realized that so many of the other women I meet were also brought in by a dad or a grandfather. And really in having conversations with them and this group of women, we feel a real pull to be the ones recruiting the next generation of women. And these are great careers and great opportunities that everyone should know about. So 
Yeah, I, you know, I love, I love housing. I love our industry. I love NEHB. And, um, you know, to be able to share this with the youngest learners and have them connect their skills with, and interests with careers in construction is just very exciting to me. Well, it's not only exciting, it's, it's as you know, uh, probably better than Jim and I, it's very timely and it's something that NHB is taking great pride being involved in. Uh, like you, we wanna thank your sponsors uh, who helped you create this book and get it out, 84 Lumber and, and Anderson, right? That's right. They, uh, they are very forward-thinking uh, companies, and, and we're grateful to them as well. So now this book is, is, is uh, being very well-received. Is there any plan for a sequel? So there's actually a plan right now to print more copies. So the book launch was today, which is September 14th, and we are basically uh, through our first print run. So this is the fastest selling title that has come through Builder Books. And really meeting demand is gonna be the, the biggest thing here because we have a compelling story to tell and it's compelling to others who are outside of the housing industry. I can't even tell you how many parents have said to me, I never knew all the things that go into building a home. So this, you know, it's not just children who are reacting to this. It is the parents, it is the teachers. Because we broke it out into 18 different careers, we're able to really focus on STEAM, which it used to be STEM, but it's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And what we're able to do is build curriculum that connects these STEAM and construction careers in a really easy to understand way for a young learner. So for example, a child who may identify as someone who loves math and is good at math. If you ask them what they wanna be when they grow up, they would most likely say a math teacher because that's the only career that they've been exposed to that utilizes math. So after reading this book, you'll see a kid would change their answer and they'll say, well, I really love math. I'm gonna be an engineer because it's you know making that connection between a skill that a young child identifies and feels confident about and showing them what these great careers are you know, and starting that conversation at a young age, not just for the child, but for the parents and the teachers. That's really cool. You know, what struck me about it is the illustrations in the book. Uh, the, the, it represents a diverse area, uh, group of people doing the, doing the jobs. What was the inspiration behind these? And tell us a little bit about your illustrator. Yeah, so the illustrator of the book is Georgia Castellano, and she is the creative director of my company, Group Two. So we do full service marketing for home building companies around the country and Georgia and I work incredibly well together and she did all the illustrations. They're actually all hand drawn and it was a massive effort. And so really we did the marketing for the actual home that was built in Utah. And throughout the process, we were able to hear the stories of all these women involved and in order to complete that project, women had to fly in from all over the country because there really aren't enough women in any singular market to complete a project like this, which, which that's, you know, that says a lot right there. 
So throughout the process of meeting these women and being a part of the actual build, we really felt that we wanted to show people that represented the complete diversity of the women we were meeting and the women that we get to work with. So it was very important to us that all different body sizes, everyone's skin tone is different. We have different abilities. We want to make it very clear that for every underrepresented community that there is a spot for you in housing. It's really, I think, uh, it may be best demonstrated by the illustration on the last page, right? I, I love that picture on the last page. So the book really focuses on the individual because of course we want to encourage our children to be individuals. It, it is great to have your own interests and your own skills, but it's also important to see how you, an individual's skill can be a part of something much larger. So when you see these, these 18 careers come together and throughout the book, uh, you, you really just see each person's career and contribution. And then at the end, you see them all together with the collective project, which is the home. It's, it's a really powerful um, image because you see, yes, they're all individuals, but as a group, they really you know, make something special. Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful message. Uh, Jer Jerry and I are, are fathers to uh, three, collectively three uh, beautiful, talented, smart, athletic uh, young women. Uh, my daughter's the youngest at, at 11. Uh, Jerry's daughters are, are college age uh, or in college or getting ready to start college. What, what, and my, my daughter is a huge Legos fan and my, my, my family room floor is filled with uh, not only uh, her own her own kits but also her own creation of uh, of buildings. So she she this very much speaks to her. Um, what message do you have for the young women uh, in, in the in the in the country in the industry? Other parents uh, who have who have young young girls uh, who are maybe trying to bring them up in the trades and in in the, in the industry. What, what's what word of advice do you have for them? Yeah. So. My advice would be to cultivate curiosity wherever you can. So, you know, a kid could be building a fort and there is something to that. It's, you know, talking about, well, working with your hands is pretty neat. Look at what you just created here by yourself, by using your own hands and just having these conversations that are more about, you know, really mastering a skill. And I think for me, when I was a child, I felt like I had to be good at everything. I felt like even though I was naturally better at art and English, I had to put just as much time into math and science and social studies and, you know, really focusing on where you have self-esteem already building in children and letting them feel confidence in the skills that they're already identifying with as skills that they are proud of. That's a really, really big part of shifting the conversation around careers in construction. And one of the things that is important to me is that you'll see one page is the painter, one page is the architect, one page is the plumber. I mean, you have totally different career paths, but they are all a part of building a home. So, you know, the path doesn't have to look the same, but it's, it's all a part of the housing industry. That's a ter terrific message, Molly. We're really 
excited to be a part of this project, uh, both Jim and I as parents, but uh, also as, as home builders and as Americans. It's, it's exactly what this country stands for. And we're really grateful that you took it upon yourself uh, to bring the message forward. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. And we look forward to helping you sell a whole lot more books. And uh, we're waiting anxiously for a sequel or, or whatever the next one is. Yeah, so we already have the activity book in the works. And so the activity book goes with each of the careers and uh, focuses on different skills that are needed for each of the careers in the book. And I am I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. And thank you for everything that NEHB has done to bring this book to life. It would not have happened without NEHB and Builder Books. And I'm really appreciative of our larger industry community because everyone has been very receptive. Great. Thanks, Molly. Thanks so much. Jim, that was a great interview. What an interesting story. What, what a, a really valuable contribution um, this, the, the, this book is going to make and Molly has made to, uh, to young girls and, and young women everywhere. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, Jerry, talk about somebody who has the vision to take. You had you had the women who built the home in Utah. Then you have Molly, uh, who saw who saw that as an opportunity to shine a light not only on home building and not only on the trades, but women's role in those trades. And as you and I have talked about on this on this podcast with with our our our, our, our friend and colleague Rob Dietz about the workforce issues that we have and how women can start. Uh, they're expanding their roles in, in the workforce and when it comes to home building. But I think this is one of those things that can help the next generation realize that uh, the trades in home building are, are, are a great career and, and they can use skills. And as I love what Molly said uh, about finding things that you love to do and applying them to the home building trades. Um, really opened my eyes about somebody who's thinking big picture. Absolutely. This has been a great, uh, great episode of housing developments and uh, I'm Jerry Howard. I want to thank the listeners. Ask the listeners, A, to subscribe, B, to sign up to come to the IBS, and C, to remember, do business with a member. Do business with associates who care enough about the industry to be a member of your local association. This is Jerry Howard. And this is Jim Tobin. Jerry, safe travels uh, out in the country, and can't wait to see you home in a few days. Thank you.